And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Top 3 Podcast, where we honor the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by Aaron Engel. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. Fan favorite Bloodbath McGrath. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here as, as Aaron's real best friend on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Continuing a saga. TBD, TBD. <laughs> and today we're also joined by a special guest, top three enthusiast, Corey DiNardo. Hey, everybody. Hey, dude. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. That's my cocoa bean. I'm glad you're here, Corey. I miss I you, you very too, much. <laughs> I haven't done a top three in so long. I'm very happy to be doing this. It's, man, the last time we did a top three, Aaron, was probably like actually in college. Correct. Yes. It's been a very, very long time since Corey's been a part of this. And what I was explaining to him was what I really want to do is get those people that were like in the grassroots movement of the top threes, like when we were in high school and we were in college. So awesome to have you on here, dude. I'm very excited to do this. A lot of nostalgia flowing, thinking about what you look like in tight shirts and pants. It's, it's all coming back to me Ooh, right boy. now. And Ooh. there we go. Ooh, <laughs> fucking boy. My cocoa bean. Glad to have you here, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. And it's going to be good uh, if you can remember how to do a top three. I know it's a really complex game. It's been a long time. Counting to I three hope... was always challenging, uh, so I might need some help from you guys tonight. Yeah. That's, that's you, Bloodbath. Before we get into today's topic, uh, guys, this episode is once again sponsored by the Rat Hour podcast with Rat Boy. Does anyone want to give our listeners a sneak peek, a little idea of what they can expect on the newest episode of the Rat Hour? Yes, a very, um, a melange of uh, hot takes uh, regarding the <laughs> Will Smith, Chris Rock Oscar incident. Um, you know, prevailing wisdom, it's really Questlove's fault for winning an award. Um, yeah, that so, is true. Yeah, That's objectively really, true. Really uh, hypercritical of him, and um, yeah, it's, uh, oh boy, it's something. Uh, strap yourselves in for that one, kids. Yeah, it's interesting how, like, Rat Boy, the, you know, the Rat Hour is usually based on, you know, uh, cereal, you know, your citrus, uh, you know, baby stuff, fat birds and stuff like that. But Blood buckets. You know, he, yeah, he, he I don't, it's interesting how Rat and Weenie really took a very close like under the microscope examination of the Oscars, you know, the film industry as a whole, uh you know, how how does the pressure of fame culminate in one man slapping the fuck out of another man during an award ceremony. It's it's really uh you know, it's really an, an academic side of the Rat Hour that we don't normally see. Shit, I gotta start listening to Rat's podcast. That sounds cool as shit. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be talking about our top three comfort video games, is how we described it. The games that, like, I broke this down, comfort, into a couple different, like, ways that we can approach this. The first way that I thought about this is, like, if you're feeling 
you know, down, you had a bad day, you just want to like play a game that's not too taxing or like emotionally like requires an emotional investment or something like that, that could be a comfort game. Nostalgia also plays a factor into this, I think. Um, what do you guys think? So when I was thinking about it, it's kind of, it's games that I always return to just because I love them and I never get tired of them. It's always going to be there for me and it's always going to have, like, it's going to be a fun experience. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I'm i totally on board with you. So, like, I think, like, at least for me, because a lot of my games are pretty old school, it's that same thing, but I think the nostalgia, like, plays more into it. Like, anymore, like, there's so, there's, there's like, the, the market for video games is saturated with shit that I want to mess with. Like, you know what I mean? There, there's constantly something new to play, something new that's catching your eye. There, there, there's always something interesting that I, that I want to, you know, that I want to try out. Back in the day, you didn't have, you know, your, your online, so you couldn't download things online. Yeah. We're a little kid. So somebody <laughs> had to buy it for you. It almost forced you to return to those games. And when I was looking at this with nostalgia being a huge factor, it was almost like, okay, so like, when I was a little kid and I was bored and I wanted to play video games, what did I go to and for what reasons? So I, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with you, Corey. It's like that. But I feel like the nostalgia plays a huge part into it because I just don't repeat, like repeatedly play the same game anymore. It's, it, it feels like it's always something new. That's generally how I play games these days. Is it, you find a new game, you play through it. And when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. But I still have got these like handful of games that – like like you said, Aaron, with the nostalgia it's from my childhood or just games even after that that are just I, I can't get away from. As the uh, retro game enthusiast here, uh, all of my picks are based 100% nostalgia. Because it's like you said, uh, Dave, at the top, you know, it's all about, um, you know, sometimes when you're going through a rough patch in your life and things are a little difficult, you need some escapism. And, uh, you know, what better way than, you know, turning on you know, your console and finding something that you can really just zone out to or, or not think about, you know, or, or focus on some of the small um, details of gameplay. And I think that for me personally uh, is a big part of all my picks. So. Yeah, for sure. Like, like I said, I think on my list, I have basically one of each three, each of the three categories. Like I have a game that I play, when I'm like feeling depressed and I like, sometimes I legit just don't have the energy to invest any thought into what I'm doing. I just need something to keep me busy. I have one nostalgia pick and then I have one pick that is neither of those. And I'll explain it when I get there. Um, Alan, where, where are you coming at this topic from? Uh, kind of a mix of what I'm hearing, I guess. I, I don't play as many video games as you guys. And so I, my, idea of a comfort game i think is probably a little bit different so nostalgia played a little bit of a part for me i guess but i that more so it was the game that i find myself you know when i'm just like taking some me time like having a cup of coffee or something you know i mean so like these are games that i play probably not every day but like weekly you know stuff like that some of them, okay. one of them every day. And then I guess one of them, one of them is some nostalgia, but also because I've been playing it for, you know, 15 years or something. So right on. 
All right. So getting into the topic today, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, the way it works is we've all picked our top three comfort video games. We're going to take turns going around and uh, we'll all give our number threes. Then we will all give our number twos, number ones, lightning round honorable mentions at the end. And then in this episode, we set, I think it's another record for most listener top three submissions. Uh, Definitely the most in an episode that did not have anything to do with food. I mean, I I think all of our previous records were like uh, food related stuff. This one, we got a ton of listener top threes. So that will come at the end of the episode. So be on the lookout for that. I will get us started with my number three, uh, my number three video game uh, to play. This one is the one that I play when I am like, and this is, it's kind of like a canary in a coal mine thing. If I find myself playing a bunch of this, I'm like, ooh, Dave, you might be depressed right now. Uh, So (laughs) it is um, Picross. And I I think I've mentioned Picross on the show before, but they're puzzles, also called nonograms. Um, You get a grid. And on the top and on the uh, side, they'll have numbers. And that number corresponds to like how many blocks in that row you need to fill in. And it's a puzzle. And when you figure out the puzzle, it makes a little picture. And that's your reward for completing the puzzle, like a little pixel art picture. So I have a bunch, I have like seven Picross apps on my phone. And also on Switch, there is a Mario Picross game. Uh, on the Switch online service. It's all in Japanese, but you don't need any words to figure out what's going on. So this is the game I play. Like if I'm legit, like too depressed to do anything and I'm just, I don't want to like get out of bed, I will like listen to podcasts and I'll play Picross for like hours if I have the time to do that. So that's my number three is Picross uh, because very low mental investment in this. And I think that's like a cool like aspect that we didn't really talk about at the beginning is like I, I understand that it's a puzzle game, but it's also, you know, like you said, like it's it's like the the a game you're able to play that you can just like shut like the outer world around you off and just like singularly focus on one thing. I have no idea what Picross is. I've never heard of it. It sounds awful because it has puzzles. But the fact that Mario made a game of it means like it's got it like a lot of people have to play this right like. I, if I just Mario does it, it can't be dark. wrong. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I'm thinking. Like it's like if Pokemon, you know, Pokemon made Pokemon Puzzle League, and I was like, well, that's probably the coolest Pokemon puzzle, or that's probably the coolest puzzle game ever made. So yeah, but I, I like that. I I was actually thinking of uh, honestly putting Mahjong on my list because my dad on his old computer had like an old Mahjong like app, kind of the same thing, just being able to shut your brain down, and singularly focus on something that's not going to take forever, and just you know do it that way. So cool pick. I like how Aaron's uh, first criteria is that it's too hard. <laughs> so he's not yeah, into no it thing. right away. Yeah. Not a puzzle yeah. guy. Not a puzzle guy. Oh, you're bad at math? Yes. Life, life is a puzzle, Aaron. Picross <laughs> is not like, uh, this isn't like Sudoku or something. Like, you don't really have to think that hard. Like, it'll say, like, you know, it'll have a nine on the top. And you're like, oh, okay, nine of these blocks in a row are filled in. So if you play enough, you you kind of get like a kind of muscle memory and like a process that you just almost do automatically until you actually have to start thinking a little bit later in the puzzle, but they're not difficult. This isn't like doing Sudoku or fucking learning how to play Mahjong or something like that. So that's my number three, uh, Picross. Aaron, what's your number three? 
All right. My number three is no specific one of the games in this series is going to be Super Smash Brothers. Now, uh, I am fully aware that uh, Super Smash Brothers is extremely intense and can turn uh, violent in real life. Uh, but what I find, you, you know, the part of the game that, that, that makes me comfortable, the comfort that I find in that game always comes back. It comes back around to two things. One it's been around forever. Uh, I think the 64 one came out when I was like six or seven, and the most recent one came out a year or two ago. So it's just, it, it's it's a constant. It's always been there. The other thing that brings me comfort is knowing that 99% of the time when I play somebody, I am going to beat them. Uh, Super Smash Brothers <laughs> is the game that I am the best at. We, 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 we've had these like, oh, you know, we've talked about Smash a lot. I will beat anybody in here in Smash. Corey was there in college. You know what the hurt is. Bloodbath, Alan, Dave, they've been around forever. They know what the fucking hurt is. But to no. me, there is with, without like, listen, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to bloodbath. I will not entertain this anymore. This stops tonight on the podcast. I am when the he best said when at, he said comfortable, I, I legit thought he was about to say the game that makes me come like you, yeah. you put a lot of for this on one. It. All three Aaron. of mine make me come. Let's be fair here. <laughs> Aaron, I remember you walking around Athens with your GameCube, just like challenging people to melee. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's what that's what it was, Corey. I mean, we we I had, I had uh, tournaments at OU, and me and I don't know if you remember uh, Kenny, who I have no idea if he even exists anymore. Uh, no one does. On social media, cannot find the man. Uh, but me and Kenny <laughs> entered a bunch of uh, Smash tournaments uh, in Athens, and I I won every single one. This is not for, for a second. I, I know. I listen. I. Like I said, I, I, I know, and the audience who listens to this show knows that I don't lie and I tell the truth all the time. So I'm very comfortable also knowing that everybody knows I'm telling the truth right here. But to relate it back <laughs> to the topic, the comfort, like, even if I'm being like facetious right here, I am very, very good at the game. It is one of the few games that I would be like, oh, that are competitive. Uh, that I would be like, yo, dude, hey, I'm really good at this game. And there's always been some comfort in that to me, knowing that like, okay, I can go back and play Smash Brothers and I can play against the AI and the, uh, I can play against the AI and I can play their little mini games. I'm having fun. I can shut my brain off. Then when the competitiveness of it kicks in, like I, I am comfortable knowing that like at the very least, like this isn't going to be easy on the other person, no matter how good they are. So I'm going to chill right there. Super Smash Brothers good at it i love it it's been around basically my entire life so super smash brothers whatever iteration number three all right on yeah. a serious note i will say uh super smash brothers for the 64 was definitely going to be on my list i'm going to move it aside for something else since you mentioned it but i do want to say just on a personal note um that is probably one of the most comforting games for me and that's purely because i have i mean alan and i at least have a collective like five thousand hours uh in college <laughs> that seems like like oh, that oh, seems like you probably more dude like every you know <laughs> we'd maybe we'd get up and go play and then we'd maybe go to class and then we'd come right back and play for like 12 more hours like just yeah play for like <laughs> two hours like all right i'm done like i'm gonna go home all right one more game of smash all right i'm gonna go home we come back like 30 minutes later hey man you want to smash yeah for sure like oh, we played man. it so How it goes. much what a weird time of life. I mean, oh, yeah. all we, that was all we did was drive around Fairborn, Ohio. 
<laughs> and then come back and play Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. So like no, I, I would, a, whenever uh, I was in town, I would like come over to your one of your guys' apartments, usually Bloodbath, sometimes yours. And we'd be like, yeah, we're going to have this like cool boys weekend. We go get like a case of beer or whatever. We'd get together. We'd smoke a fucking joint or something. And then we're like sitting around like, hey, you know what would be really cool is if we ordered pizza and played a 99 stock smash game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll take up six hours. That's exactly correct. Except instead of a pizza, we'd just go to like White Castle and get like a Crave case. and just eat That's probably that's also White true. Castle burgers. Hell yeah. Aaron, I, I definitely get, like, the Smash Brothers thing. And as someone who, like, I consider, I guess I used to consider myself, like, pretty good for someone who doesn't play a lot. Like, I played a lot in college, too. I, But we played Brawl. Brawl was our thing, like, at our house. Me and Greg and Jim would play Brawl basically every weekend, just, like, drink two, four Locos each and play Brawl all night long. That was basically what we did on the weekends. Yeah. But like Smash is, Smash is good because like even as Smash has like evolved throughout the series, Smash doesn't change all that much. Like for people of our skill level, Smash doesn't change that much. So like Correct. the professional players complain about changes that they make, but for people like us, it's the same game, just with better graphics and more characters and more stages and stuff like that. And there is like a very high level of comfort for like, you're like, I have so much muscle memory playing Smash. I could pick that shit up tomorrow, even though I haven't played in years and I would still have fun with Be it. Be fine. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, exactly. And, and that's a really good point to make about like people who play the game on a professional level, they can definitely notice those like little nuances like, oh, this hitbox is like, thir- deals like 30% less damage than it did before the patch or whatever. I'm just sitting there like, listen, you know, like it's really cool that you like to talk a whole bunch, but like get your shit out here and fight my Dr. Mario. Like what's happening? Like <laughs> The like, only what, thing what, I want to do in I Smash mean, is be Kirby and take other people's powers. That's yes. all I care about. <laughs> that, that That is... I was never good at the way. game. It was just about stealing powers and running away. Corey yeah. was good at the game. Don't let him lie. We used to, we had a, a good group of Smash Brothers players. And like, yes, obviously I'm way better than Corey is at that game. Thank you. Thank you. Hold your applause until very the end. suspicious. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but Corey was good at that game. Don't let him fool you, man. We had some, we, we had some good drunken times at that game. I've, I've, I've said this on the, the show before, but um, when I was teaching, uh, I would bring my Switch into school on like the last day of the semester and let them play Smash Brothers against each other, and they always had a good fun, a good time, and I would just kind of like watch and let them have fun. And every time, one of the kids would get a big head, and they'd be like, "All right, Mr. Jackson, like <laughs> Mr. I want to play against you." And I was like, "You don't want that. No, you don't." And it's like, literally, I've been playing this game literally longer than you've been alive. You don't want to. Oh, you, you sweet want to. Child. You, don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't want me to embarrass you in front of all your friends. But there, still, some of them would be like, no, come on, let's let's do it. And I whooped their ass so bad every single time because it's literally like at this point, what, 25 years of muscle memory playing Super <laughs> Smash Brothers. Yep. You know how it's, it works, man. It's great. Yeah. So I definitely get that as a comfort game. Um Alan, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. This, this was my nostalgia pick. Um, so I've been playing this game since like 2006 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, I, I think all of you have played it at one point or another, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, at your uh, house. Well, I mean, yeah. So I, I used to have it on, on the, my original Xbox. I had the green one, I think. I got it. Or I don't know. But anyway, so the game was just a lot of fun. Um, it's a first-person shooter. It has a neat little campaign mode that you get to play as uh, Darth Vader's, like, uh, stormtroopers, like, throughout the entire Star Wars saga. Um, and then it has this one mode that is really the one that I liked playing the most. It's Galactic Conquest. Yes. Um, are you familiar? Very yeah. familiar. I had that game. So, do you? I, I oh, used man. to. So we've all been I, to your house. Yes. Yeah, dude. Like no, guarantee I, we've. So I mean, I, I still play even on Corey. PC. Even Corey's played this game with you at your house. Yeah. <laughs> somehow it's happened <laughs> twice. <laughs> um. But anyway, so like I still play it to this day. I. It's like one of the only games that I've bought for PC. Um. So I could make sure that I could play it, you know, whenever, wherever I wanted to. Whenever, wherever. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Me and Star Wars Battlefront. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Galact Galactic Conquest is like space chess. Um, it's Or maybe like space tug of war. And you fight these individual battles uh, to take over the entire map of the galaxy. I think that actually fits the criteria perfectly, man, especially for somebody who, like, you know, admittedly doesn't play video games very much. Like, you know, if you're going to, like, quantify it, like, yeah, that the games you played the most would make the most sense. And I do think that, again, that is like, you know, there are a hundred different ways you could interpret comfort. And I think how many times you've played it, i.e. how many times you go back to it, is, is definitely reasonable when picking, like, your top three. Yeah, for sure. I love the space battles in that game too. Like in that conquest mode, I think when you got some kind of like overlap, it could happen in space or on like a planet. So when you'd have like a battle to go into, some of them were in space and those were always really, really fun. The flight mechanics in the game were great. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably the best of any game I've ever played. They remade that game on uh, like, PS4 and other consoles too, and the remake fucking sucks. I was real mad. I heard it was bad. Doesn't feel Did as fun play to play it? as the uh, the original was. Your your characters feel like fucking Dark Souls characters. They're so heavy, and that's not how the original felt. Yeah, they're super heavy. And I got I didn't get the second one that came out. I got the first one for like the PS4, and it's all it was all online only. Yeah, and it sucked for me because again, like I, I'm like you, Alan. I don't play a lot of video games, and like literally every every single time I play, I just die instantly over and over again. I because everybody else has nothing else to do but play video games, and I'm just like Jesus Christ, kids! Like, can someone please cut me some slack? Cut this old man some slack. Yeah, they were just like do that. They were pressing the button that did the tea bag thing on you. <laughs> but, but, it, now, but it was old Princess man. Leia. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, me and like Smash and Battlefront too. Those are games that like I remember me and my brother playing a ton of. Cool, uh, Bloodbath. What's your number three? So my number three, uh, I'm going to take a cue from you, Dave. Uh, this is definitely the game I go to when I'm having a rough patch in my life uh, and things aren't going super great. 
uh, and I need to really um, shut my brain off a little bit. Uh, my pick is going to be Super Mario Brothers 3. Now, Great traditionally, pick. I think I would say that Super Mario World or the Super Nintendo is probably my favorite of the Mario games. Uh, however, I feel like Super Mario Brothers 3 has all the same uh, pieces for Super Mario World without Yoshi. Uh, you can get the uh, leaf and the uh, squirrel, uh, uh, the raccoon or squirrel costume, and you can fly. Um, it's got the overworld uh, map. Um, so it's got a lot of the same mechanics. Um, it's just a little bit different. I I have, uh, I've been playing Super Mario World a little bit more here lately. And I feel like I've been playing, I kind of feel like, man, like this game, it's basically the same, but like it feels like it's just a little too fast. Like the, the sprites and the animation like move just a little like faster than I remember. And it's a little, feels a little bit more clunky. And I go back and I play Super Mario Brothers 3 and it just feels like it, it's so much easier to play. So much more like just, you know, like no thought involved whatsoever. So kind of like you were saying, Dave, like I can put I can put this on and I can just play and not think about anything. I can just burn through all the levels like they're nothing. Like it's just a nice pure escape where I can just kind of focus on you know, pushing the A and B buttons for a couple hours and dominating. So, Super Mario Brothers 3. And here's the thing, is that game was, like, revolutionary. I also batted around uh, a couple of different old platforming Mario games, and I almost settled on Super Mario World just because that was, like, one of the first games I was ever exposed to. Um, but you're you're right. Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World, they, they have the same bells and whistles, the same basic concept, tons of secrets and shit. And you're, you're right, dude. Basically the same power-ups. Yeah, basically the same. Be a Tanuki suit Mario, which is just, I believe that's what it was called, which was super duper cool. And uh, yeah, Super Mario Brothers 3 is, if I made a list of like my top, like, you know, 50 favorite games of all time, it would be on there. It'd be in the 30s, say 34. And you know, like, it's a it's a great game. <laughs> the soundtrack, like the music in that game is so good, too, man. Like just the it's so like upbeat and happy. And again, like I think when, you know, if you're having uh, a, a rough spell or you got some stuff going on and you just need, you know, you get home from work, you put the kids to bed, you you know, you're, you got some time to yourself. You know, it's nice to just, you know, have that nice little like pick me up and. You know, it's nice to get something sort of positive. You know, kind of like you were saying earlier, Dave, like sometimes you can't always uh, invest your time and energy into something with a very uh, long story that's, you know, dour and, and intense. And, and you know, it, it takes that much more, especially if it's a good game, it takes that much more emotional toll on yourself. So to have something light like just Mario just makes everything so much easier and relaxing, so... Yeah, I mean, there you have to think when you play Mario because those games are not easy, but at its core, it is run from left to right and jump. And there's not, other than that, there's, you know, you don't have to get emotionally into Mario. And actually, if you are getting emotionally into Mario, then I think you should seek help. I think that's weird. <laughs> Agreed. Cool. So, uh, Corey, what's your number three, dude? All right. So basically when, when I'm feeling stressed out and I need to not focus on like the real world for a few hours, I dive into Terraria. For oh a few my hours. God. Yes, um, dude. Terraria is an amazing game. For those of you not familiar, it's a 2D sandbox and crafting game. It's, but you, you can basically do whatever you want in this world. Uh, the, the basic thing is you use tools and you kind of collect resources to get 
better tools to collect better resources and that keeps on doing that loop but you can go do anything you can go fish you can go dig a, an elevator straight to hell you can go like explore <laughs> dungeons explore fucking jungles you, you can craft potions there's a potion that reverses gravity you can fall straight up into the atmosphere and die like you, you can do whatever you want you can get really like there's fun combat but also if you feel stressed and don't want to deal with that just go build houses whatever you feel like doing you can do it, it's a super fun game i put in so many hours into that game it, and it's it's 10 years old but the developer loves that game so much they've been updating it ever like since every few years there's a new like little they've kind of fixed some things here they've added stuff there there's just so much love is put into that game and you can just see it yeah, dude, I'm with you. Terraria is one of my all-time favorite games. Uh, I have beaten it a couple of times. I haven't played it since the newest patch, but uh, I, I think, and, and one thing Bloodbath kind of like uh, talked about uh, in his answer is what the music does like for you in terms of like oh, the music is so good, in that, yeah. right? So like when you're when you're mid level, when you're not in the, like when you're when when you're in the sky different music when you're when you're ground level it's different music when you and he's not kidding you can go to hell and when you get down to hell it's 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 different but that like ground level like so the music in that game kind of reminds me of like the music that you would hear like throughout like a disney movie right it's 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 very cinematic yes. and sort of like the themes of every like place is kind of like how disneyland splits Correct. up their worlds and it's yeah it's so much fun and like it, there's so many secrets in that game and just like crazy things like you can do like there's a voodoo doll you can find of like one of the first like npcs you can go throw it in some lava and it kills that npc but also it summons like a hell beast made of flesh to come chase you down like you it, it's insane and it's it's so much fun just over and over to like go in and like okay what do i want to do Am I going to hell today? Am I going to some other weird dimension? <laughs> what? It, it, figure it out. It's, am I it's so out great. With the wizard? Am I? You know what am I doing here? No, Corey, I I cannot say that. I guess the best way I've always described it to people is like it's basically two dimensional Minecraft, but it has like bosses and dungeons and stuff in it, and right. and. The combat actually is fun. It's, in this it's, game. it's a lot of fun. I ended up playing it like as a uh, gunslinger build, so I just only used like guns. Oh and yeah, you can do whatever you, can literally you want. Play the game <laughs> There's so many items, literally. so many. Like you, you, it would take you five years to 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 play the game every style of way that they have created for you to play it. And uh, but the best thing about it, and I'll shut up, is like if you want to go in and you want to shut your brain off. And you just want to do so, like you want to grind, quote unquote. You can go and collect materials, blah blah. blah. You can fish, and fishing's useful. You can, like, in the new update, you can play golf. They have a golf game that they they have a whole yeah, golf system it, in that it's, game. It's yeah. wild, <laughs> like it, it's it's crazy. And like I said, if if me saying like, hey, it's two dimensional Minecraft, but with a purpose, like entices you in any way, you have to play it. And uh, as of shit, as of last year, it's one of like the top. I think it's like one of the top one or two most uh, downloaded games on Steam of all time, or it had just cracked like the top five or 10 list or something like, yeah, like yeah. it'll run on anything. And it's definitely under yeah, $10 it's, it's on five Steam. Fucking so, like, bucks. If, if, yeah. Get it for sure. My favorite thing to do is just to go like explore the underground jungle and get attacked by oh, yeah. like, <laughs> just like in real life, <laughs> just like in real life. Very cool. Those, uh, I can definitely see the appeal for any of those like sandbox style games. Like, I don't know if GTA is going to come up on anyone's list later or Minecraft or just any where any game where they put you in a giant sandbox and say like, hey, man, fuck around, do what you want to do. Like, I can see the the comfort appeal to that. 
GTA me, was a real he hates that shit. I hate G well, I hate I, I don't like uh I don't like games that are crafting based. That's my main I'm also sick of GTA, but I can see the appeal of like you know playing one of those games when you don't really feel like playing a more like, you know, authored experience. A game where you are like making yeah, you could just turn doing. off your brain and go like dig. <laughs> playing a game for a while with no real clear objective uh is appealing. And again, and that's why like GTA was definitely going to come up my list at one point, but I decided not to go with it because I'm a little bit like you, Dave, I'm a little bit over it at this point and I feel like as much fun as that sandbox experience is, like <clears throat> I do start to feel sometimes like you know, if you go and play GTA for like 30 minutes or an hour or something like that, just run around like total mayhem, like uh, it gets a little bit boring after a while. Like as much as I'd like to run up and hit people in the head with a hammer, which you know me, I love that. But <laughs> yeah, um, that's our buzzword, and that you do love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's our bloodbath. Remember, I'm Aaron's best friend. <laughs> TBD, TBD, TBD. Wow, way to keep him on the hook. <laughs> it's it's because I said Corey, one of my best friends, is coming on the podcast, or my best friend from college is coming on the podcast. But best, like, oh, that's weird. I thought I was your best friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Drama. Yeah. Bloodbath's the heel and villain of this show, dude. We haven't talked about it in a while, but that's just how it ends, dude. And, life and just general, life in right? general, bro. You don't get that nickname just being normal. No. I'm going to move us into number twos and uh, I am going to give my number two is not a specific game. It's just a series and uh, it's Pokemon. Pokemon is my number two. And it's kind of like, this is like the nostalgia thing where like when a Pokemon game comes out or when I decide to play an old Pokemon game or a, uh, a ROM hack, which is something I really love where people have made like custom Pokemon games. Um, I know exactly what Pokemon is, and so I know exactly what's going to happen when I turn on Pokemon. And I also get that hit of nostalgia from, like, you know, elementary school and junior high when I was playing, like, a ton of Pokemon. So that's my number two. Uh, like, sometimes when I'm feeling like, you know, oh, I don't know what to play, nothing really sounds interesting, but I do want to play something, let me just find a Pokemon ROM hack or, like, Maybe if a new Pokemon game has released and I haven't played it yet, that's what I did with Sword and Shield like six months after they came out. Um, yeah, Pokemon just like really hits a uh, a need that I have sometimes in gaming. So number two, Pokemon. For a long time, I would just keep ROMs of like the various Pokemon games on my uh, laptop and would just play them whenever. Like right. it, there's so much fun it's very simple to go back to because like you said, you you know what it is. You know, you collect creatures from the forest and you make them fight other creatures. Like it's very black and white, but like it's really easy to get lost in and just enjoy the experience. For sure. Yeah. Especially totally like when you're playing it for the first time and you're just like, it's it's all about like discovery. You know, I, I played a little bit of the newest Pokemon game that came out and I had no idea what 90% of these Pokemon were. So it, it like brought back that like old feeling of like, you know i'm not gonna say it's like sandboxy because you know you obviously can't do everything but it's definitely like completely contained within its own world and being able to like go in there for hours and hours and hours and being able to discover something new every single time you played it for you know before you hit like 100 hours or whatever was always really appealing and i if i'm not mistaken like uh there isn't a lot of like 
you know, specificity on like Pokemon games in our, uh, uh, like, like in, in our write-in answers too. Like people are just straight up like, no, any Pokemon game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they, they all have that like same effect of being able to like put yourself in there, do your thing, turn it off, pick it up, uh, you know, where you left off, nothing in between, nothing too crazy to think about. But if you were going to pick a Pokemon game, in my opinion, if I were going to pick one, I, for like a comfort experience, it would definitely be Pokemon Snap. That's, that's oh, what I'm saying. There you go. A whole other experience to get entirely, but yeah. similar to Snap. I mean, I like I picked up the new game and it's fantastic. I love I love this pick. I would have picked it had I thought that I could pick all Pokemon games. I couldn't pick a single one. Um, but Pokemon Snap is so good, just like the new one, um, because it's not all about like the same Pokemon formula of like walking around in a big circle, fighting someone every couple hours um, and and beating the big bad guys at the end. You know, I mean, it's a different formula. And the other for this Pokemon formula is like really relaxing. It's it, it's comforting because. You don't have to worry about grinding out levels on your Pokemon the same way that you do in the old style games and the mainline style games. Right. So like with Pokemon specifically, people like complain that pokemon hasn't changed and that it's always the same thing other than like the new legends game that's different but like that's also one of the strengths of pokemon is that you know exactly what it is and that's why it's like a it's more of a comfort thing to me like when i want a novel gaming experience i will play literally anything that's not pokemon that's not it's not like i'm starved for novel gaming experiences but when i want something that feels comfortable and a little bit nostalgic Pokemon's still there. It's basic, and there's going to be a new one coming out in like November or something like that. And it's going to be the same formula or similar formula to the way it's always been. And it's going to be a nice little like warm blanket to, you know, wrap up in. Yeah. And I don't think you always need to like, like if someone's going to make that argument that like it, it's always the same or it doesn't change enough or it's too uh, static, you know, I, again to agree with you man i mean like that's kind of the point to it at, at a certain on a certain level it's like you know they're not introducing like new elements to basketball every year you know <laughs> like you know on some level it's like it's popular and you like it because it is what it is it's you know if you don't like it that's fine but you know that's not like you need to rewrite it every time and add like you know all kinds of crazy elements like horses and you know, crazy shit. So I agree a hundred percent, man. Like sometimes that's just, you know, what you need and what you want out of that type of a gaming experience. Basketball literally changes every year. What are you talking about? No, but I mean, it's not like they're like, Oh, Hey, I'm just mad. He used that as the example. I know what you're saying. Look, if you add psychic types to basketball, I'm back in, baby. Let's do I it. was just going to say, like, well, Bloodbath mentioned horses in basketball, and now I'm, now I'm interested. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Third yeah. round pick. So, all right. So, Aaron, what's your number two? My number two is going to be uh, the PlayStation 1 classic, Harvest Moon Back to Nature. Uh, so, what I, I think it's very evident that the greatest farming slash life sim game ever made is Stardew Valley. 100%. It's not a question. But if there was a game that I feel like laid the foundation for what Stardew Valley did, 
it's harvest moon back to nature. So I've told the story many times about how I tricked my mother into getting me harvest moon 64 because I thought it was going to be super violent. And then it ended up being this weird farming game out of nowhere. And I, I was really, really into it. And all I ever wanted ever since I played that first game was a game like that that had more options. And the very next Harvest Moon game that came out was Harvest Moon Back to Nature on PlayStation 1. Uh, it had more things you could grow, more things you could add to your property, more townsfolk, more gifts that you could do, more, more, more festivals. It was as perfect of a Harvest Moon game as I could have asked for on the PlayStation 1. And I, to this day, will say... Harvest Moon does not have a better game than Back to Nature. They've probably made 30 or 40 games since Back to Nature, and none of them even came close to scratching that itch that it, uh, it did. Uh, and the ways, uh, you know, that I would uh, say it's comfortable, it's, 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 again, it's one of those games that I can, I, can, I can jump in. The music sets the atmosphere really well. It's not very complicated. You're a guy who inherits a farm from his grandfather who died. You move from the big city uh, to a small farming town, and it, it's it's a lot like Terraria in many ways. You can uh, focus on you, you know upgrading your farm and getting different animals and vegetables and things like that. You, you can fish. You can participate in town events. Uh, but it was always something that when I was a little kid, and you know back then it was all physical copies of shit. So it wasn't like you could just go online and be like, "Oh, what's on sale? Let me try this shit out." It was like, "Okay, you have seven games. What are you gonna play?" And like any time I didn't feel like you know doing anything too crazy, Harvest Moon Back to Nature was always there. Um, I, I, I don't have a whole like a whole lot more to say about it. Like honestly, like I love farming sims if they're done properly. And to me, aside from Stardew Valley, it is the best farming simulation slash life simulation game that's ever been made. Uh, and I, I was just I, I was absolutely into it. Huge fucking game, lots to do. You could play it forever, which was another thing. Like you were constantly like challenged to figure out new ways to make the game interesting, and it it, it was easy enough to where they streamlined that process, and you could like constantly be figuring out different ways to play it which i think's added in as well but uh, i'm gonna wrap it up here but love farming simulations man harvest moon back to nature just one of the best video games ever made uh that you'll never ever ever hear about i feel like i've heard about it because you talked about it and because we're best friends um <laughs> i i've i've i literally on all seriousness um i've only ever played uh a Harvest Moon game at your house. Like I've, you've talked about them. Like as long as I've known you, you've told me about Harvest Moon games. And I've just never picked one up other than like watching you play or playing at your house. Um, they're cool. Like I definitely would be down to try, uh, try it. I just, I don't know. I never like this is always just, the way you say I that. I say that this is as far <laughs> as it ever gets. Like I'm like as soon as I'm done recording, I'm going to forget about it and I still won't play it. So it's just a tragedy. Aaron, I want to make fun of you for having a uh, Harvest Moon game as one of your top three, but it just, it fits so well into comfort video games. I'm going to have a hard time doing it. I know that. all you want to do is attack and destroy me publicly, Corey, but I'm going to ask you to pick your battles. So you'll have an opportunity later on that in is life. my job. I'm addicted to heroin. Here's the hoping. <laughs> Cheers. Speaking of heroin, farming games are like the most addictive shit possible i think like the feeling i got from like when i stopped playing stardew valley and when i think about the possibility of ever playing stardew valley again is the same the same way i would feel about like something i used to be physically addicted to i think where it's like 
hey dave uh you want to like stardew valley put out a you know multiplayer update you want to like do that you want to play stardew valley and i'm like mm-mm, no mm-mm, no keep that shit away from me because <laughs> i played so much fucking stardew valley when it came out it was the first farming game i ever played because i always laughed when aaron told me i should play harvest moon back in the day <laughs> <laughs> and it's I it, it was like right at the time when my wife and I moved in together for the first time too and this was like her like the first time she actually saw like hey all those times when I said I was just at my apartment alone playing video games that's actually what I was doing the whole time like <laughs> I wasn't doing anything else and so she was surprised she was like well oh, you actually will just play video games for 10 straight hours on a Sunday and I'm like yeah I told you that before I I wasn't embellishing that like this. I will do that. And Stardew Valley was so addicting. Like uh, it's like the worst for that. Like, let me just play like one more day. Let me, cause I got some shit I need to get done on the farm. You know, like my, my fucking, like my horse, uh, you know, my horse pastures are almost ready. So let me get one more day down. Tomorrow then, my like, strawberries come in. I should just play one more day so I can sell my strawberries. Yeah, exactly. Like I got a fuck. I got a banger of a jam uh sale that's gonna happen tomorrow <laughs> so let me get that date oh sw- uh, man that i made so much fucking money selling jam let me just play one more day and spend this money all right and then, then it's like are, are these games for you guys where like you'll you'll start playing it and then like all of a sudden it's 5 a.m yes, and you're correct. like oh fuck what yeah, exactly I done? and it's it's that one more day right. it's like it's 11 30 p.m it's like okay i need to take a shower i gotta work tomorrow uh let me get one more day in and then suddenly it's like 1 30 a.m i still haven't showered uh, my wife is staying at her sister's house because i i wasn't answering her or something like that <laughs> and yeah it's definitely one of those games I, I i will say before we move on i i, I must i must distinguish the the difference between stardew valley and harvest moon back to nature there is a comfort in playing harvest moon back to nature to me there is no comfort in playing stardew valley because like dave's there's just there's a lot more to worry about in Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley took what Back to Nature did, filled it full of crack cocaine, and then gave it a fucking Camaro and said, drive as fast as you want. Let's see where this fucking journey takes us, dude. So Stardew Valley, I don't feel like is as relaxing or as brain-turning offingly as uh, Harvest Moon Back to Nature was. Good word. Good word. Thing. Uh, I, uh, I studied English. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> what, uh, I, I would say is I think they're, they're the same game, Stardew Valley. There's just so much more to worry about that. I feel like it almost takes the comfort away as opposed to me being like, oh, I could just like play some Stardew Valley for a little bit. It's like, Hey, I woke up in the morning, drank a cup of coffee. Fucking let's get this shit going when it, as, uh, what it was with Stardew Valley. So dude, Stardew Valley is compulsive. It's Correct. Not, Correct. It's not super relaxing, but it is, I guess it is comfortable because when you're doing it, you're not thinking about anything else. It's so much fun, so. dude. All right. Alan, what's your number two? Uh, my number two are crossword puzzles. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> I mean, well, so I, I was going to say the New York Times crossword puzzle app. But because I can do a category, I'm just going to say crosswords because I use like four or five different apps. Uh, But I do them every time I have a cup of coffee, like if I'm taking a break and having a cup of coffee or my coffee in the morning or my coffee in the evening or my coffee in probably like 15 minutes or something. (laughs) My coffee after coffee in the evening. (laughs) 
I'm gonna I'm gonna play a crossword puzzle. Uh, it's not relaxing, but I think it is comforting. Like I mean, it's it's something that I do when I'm taking 15 minutes. Like you know, I started doing it when I was on breaks in between classes. I think playing crossword puzzles. So like a cigarette? Yes, exactly like a cigarette. In a fact, good cigarette game for that's the a, leg of the cigarette. That's an My interesting one comfort game, game. Is smoking a cigarette? <laughs> a cigarette? <laughs> like no, like I, I, I love that. The game idea. is how long we have. Yeah, no, I love that idea of a of a game you play while you smoke a cigarette being comforting. There are layers to that, Alan. I'm in. I'm all on board. You're not lame to me anymore. I will say, whenever I do a, I'm always like, uh, I'm always like. Oh, hey, okay, I'll do a crossword. Like, hell yeah. And they'll be like, 11 across, uh, 1952 sitcom starring John. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I forgot I hate crosswords. Yeah. I've never done a crossword in my life, uh, but I do enjoy when someone else is doing one and they keep asking me questions about <laughs> what things are. Yeah. Oh, I don't wow. know the answer to that one. God, of course, yeah. you're so useless. Aaron. Uh, Aaron, I need your help here. A uh, you know South Pacific uh, bird, seven letters, and you're like, hmm, yes, of course, pelican. Yeah, pelican. I'm like, yeah, yes, clearly, very good. And then you get to Aaron. You get to be like, yes, pelican, my good sir. Now, any other you know <laughs> questions? Uh, actually, the first le- the first letter is X. So really gonna need your bird knowledge to come back on this one. Angle. And I'm just like, <laughs> we'll play Harvest Moon. <laughs> nice yeah i i can see crossword puzzles as uh being comforting again like you know exactly what you're getting into you know that you're going to answer 45 percent of them and then you're going to start running into you know like broadway musical from you know 1876 and you're like ah yes okay well time to put this down <laughs> Cigarettes about no, up, I imagine. I think you're right. There's no strategy to it, right? I mean, you know exactly what you do. You go through. You answer all of them you can. And then you go back through. And you answer all of them you can. Um, there's this uh, There's this Canadian newspaper. I think it's called the Globe and Mail that every year does this giant crossword, uh, like a holiday thing. And it's literally, you print like, nine pages out and you have to cut it out and glue them or like tape them together to make this giant crossword puzzle. And I do that every, I look forward to it so much every year and I do like 40% of it, which is like 300 answers. It's it's huge. <laughs> and then, then I give up cause there there's, there's just so many things that like a, a normal person has no idea about. So like I give up, but for those 40%, I am having a great time. So do wow. you do you like print it out and hang it on your wall? No, I print it out and I like fold it or like when I'm doing it, I like, you know, spread it out on the floor or on the bed or something like that. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> just gonna print it out and put it on my wall. Just kick your wife out of the bed. Sorry, baby. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a crossword spot. <laughs> crossword puzzle time of year. All right. Um, Bloodbath, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is uh, SimCity 2000. Um, I, oh. uh, we had this on our computer uh, growing up. Um, just the, the experience and the time spent just 
building a, a city from scratch is so on the one side like when you actually play the game like the resource management and, and uh kind of you know creating the city you know street by street block by block um that's really fun and um you know it's a, it's a really nice uh you know takes some thought and some strategy but like it's just it's a nice like kind of like um laid back chill experience but most of the SimCity games, like on our computer at home, there is a mode that you can put it in where, like, you just like build a city, like just for the aesthetic, like pleasure of building a city. Like, there's no like limit. There's like just completely like, free range. You just get the huge like plot of land, and you can like you know change the elevations and you know make lakes and rivers and forest and put all the buildings together. You can design the buildings if you want to, and you can just like there's no objective to it at all. It's just like you know you know like sort of like you know um like computer art almost um and that was a lot of fun i've always like really low-key uh been interested in architecture um i think it's i don't know it's just something that i think is neat um it's my george costanza coming out um <laughs> but uh yeah i've always kind of been into architecture and like design and uh interior design i've got like one interior design and two architecture books in my office right now it's always been something I kind of been interested in. Um, I just don't know nothing about math. Um, uh, and you know, I've had a chance, like, uh, if you know, if anybody comes into, you know, if anybody comes into my bar, like, I, I did all the design work and stuff uh, for that. I did, you know, with the help of you know a few professionals, like I, you know, put all the stuff together, materials and color designs and the palette and everything like that. So like, uh, I did get a chance to do some of it. So. But, um, yeah, man, like SimCity, like that was always like a fun time just being able to like completely like turn your brain off. And, uh, there's just a lot of nostalgia for sitting in the family office, uh, on the computer for like six hours at a time, just meticulously like making rivers and streets and intersections and everything. So good times. I, I think it's like, I'm glad we talked about like the Sim games in general. Cause like Sim theme park was one that I was like batting around in my head. I think like one style of game that really doesn't get enough credit and is totally in line with comfort games is like God simulators. You know what I mean? Where like you're a top down, like creationary, like, and you can do whatever you want. Uh, so I totally get like, you know, pretending to be God being comfortable. I do it in real life too. Uh, but my favorite part of the Sim City games is you could create giant cities, right? And then you had a million options on how to destroy them. So it's like you're really playing God, right? So you could like create this like thriving utopia, this perfect city. And then you're like, hmm, you know what would be really, really interesting is if I just release tornadoes and Godzilla at the same exact, <laughs> same exact time. Oh, look. Oh, look. Look at the animated people screaming on fire. Like, you know. So I'm uh, I'm totally on board. SimCity was a game I played a lot when I was a kid on, like, my home PC. And, uh, yeah, God simulation games, games where you just, like, have, like, you're able to cultivate whatever you want from the ground up are, are very, very cool. And I totally falls in line with our category here. I love city building games and like, I can't believe I didn't think to put any on my list or my skylines, but yeah. Oh man. City skylines so is great. But yeah, it that definitely fits into the comfort game of just like, I'm just going to stare at this plot of land and I'm going to build some roads. And I'm going to let that city grow. I'm going to defund the fire department and just like, <laughs> see what happens. Well, and like I was saying too, like even I really enjoyed the mode too, where like there wasn't even like, you, 
there were no object um, um, objectives to the game. Like you could literally like you just like put roads and buildings in like nonstop. There was no cost or uh, anything. You could just do it like endlessly until the entire board's filled up. Um, like just designing like like literally just designing a skylight basically, um, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, SimCity Sim was great. Um, I did not have it on our home PC. I only got to play it at school. And then I moved from Mississippi to Ohio. And then we had Roller Coaster Tycoon yeah, on the school computers. The so, uh, so Dave obviously is a fan of Roller Coaster Tycoon. And I, I mean, so that was my sort of God simulation, like Aaron's talking about, where you could just like drag a hundred of your amusement park patrons and put them on this pillar of land and just leave them there until they all get sick. <laughs> yeah. Don't make any bathrooms all over one another. Yeah, no yeah. bathrooms in the park. It's just it's just like a ride that's incomplete, but you get all of them to go over there, so they're just standing in line, pissing themselves for seven hours. Gosh, take the eggs away. Gosh, just aim a roller coaster at the yeah. sun. Yeah. And, you know, I was gonna say like the the thing in Roller Coaster Tycoon that I always remember is making the roller coaster with like you build up a ton of speed and then you just like stop making the coaster. So when the, when it goes off of it, it'll just like fly into like the lower like, atmosphere. Dude, those games like take, like they keep, uh, like they keep statistics of how many people have died at your feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, 27 people died today. That's a new record. <laughs> They're going to make you accountable, Aaron. <laughs> I know, dude. It just give you some warning. Like maybe you should do something about this. You just, yeah, just ignore. Like, ignore. Yeah, sorry, ignore. I'm too many cotton candy booths right now. I can't think about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's the experience with those sim games that I have. Uh, mostly Roller Coaster Tycoon. Although I did play some of like The Sims, which I don't know if that if maybe that's going to come up on some people's uh, some people's list or listener top threes. But The Sims is definitely part of this category too. So. Let's sure. uh, go to Corey. Corey, your number two. Okay, so my number two and my number one are very close together. I really had to dig deep to figure out which was going where. Uh, but yeah, so my number two is Donkey Kong 94. Uh, and that's not to be confused with Donkey Kong 64 or Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong 94 is the Game Boy game that is the remake of the classic Donkey Kong arcade Bro. game. Uh -huh. You play as Mario right. and you're basically going through to try to uh, stop Donkey Kong from taking not Peach but Pauline. <laughs> so whole new character, and it, it's it's a puzzle puzzle action game, and it's just uh, I've I've played this game when it first came out. I had it on Game Boy, like Aaron was talking about earlier. Like you couldn't easily get more games when you're near kids. You just play it over and over and over. And I did that, and I loved this game so much. It's just it's so perfect, and every new collection of like uh, levels they just introduce some new tools for you to play around with and you just go in collect the key find the exit get out you'll find donkey kong he'll be throwing barrels at you you'll find donkey kong jr he's throwing mushrooms at you that change your size like it's it's a great great game and i love it i've always loved it i keep it on my phone still to this day to just pull open and play a few levels when i'm like waiting for the bus that is one of the best Game Boy games ever fucking made and is 
you know, it, they, they took that like original Donkey Kong concept of just like making your way up a level and beating the boss. And they really flipped that on its head before they moved into, I think it was Donkey Kong Country, which which would have been like the next Donkey Kong game that came out. I love that fucking game. That game was hard as shit. I never. It gets really hard you, towards you play, the end. There's like a level that's like an entire city with robots and shit or something, dude. And it it is it got incredibly difficult. One of the very few Game Boy games that I I never ever beat. Like I I could not figure out how to beat it. And that's you know I haven't thought about that game in a long time. But that is that is there are 101 levels yeah. of this game, and like there's a whole world that takes place on like a giant like yes. airplane, like it's a warship yes. airplane, and like the whole gimmick through that whole area is wind is blowing a direction that makes like everything you try to do like you try to jump and the wind blows you back and it's just sort of like fuck you you thought this game was easy no <laughs> you're gonna have to figure out a new way to do everything you knew how to do up until this uh, which as like an eight-year-old just fucks your whole shit up you know what i mean it changes your worldview <laughs> uh i'm sorry Corey. i believe if it's a remake then uh it's uh, Jump Man, not Mario. <laughs> my, 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 oh right, dear right, God! Aaron? I will Mr. come over Mr. to Mr. wherever Brandy. you are. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> Bloodbath. I noticed you've been using that word jabroni a lot lately. I'm yeah, into it. Yeah, that's really cool, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like uh, the I like the ongoing joke of Bloodbath. <laughs> be be my best friend. He's really leading into it, dude. All right, still still TBD though. Um, yeah, uh, I played that game before. It's really cool. That's a good pick. I like, um, I like, uh, I like the, I like games where they take the simple concept, you know, has like Donkey, you know, the original Donkey Kong, um, and they find a way to like, just hammer it to death with like, like you said, like a hundred levels. Um, the original arcade game was four levels. They took that and they're like, okay, let's just make a hundred more of these. But they're all great. Have you ever played, has anybody ever played um, like Super Meat Boy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. oh man. There's yes. like, there's like 300 something levels to that game. Like, it's just like endless. Like, I, you know, like, again, like same idea. Like, just we're going to find a simple concept with like simple mechanics and we're just going to like you know, drive ourselves insane trying to f- come up with every variation we can. I love it. One of, one of my greatest video game achievements was beating Super Meat Boy, dude. For real. That was the hardest fucking game. But like, no joke. Like, there, there's like a few hundred levels of that. Is there not? Like, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, it totally falls in line with what Corey's saying. Like, it, it's, it's literally like you're almost playing like the same kind of level and it sort of introduces new concepts throughout the way, but it's essentially the same thing all the way through. It's more of like a like an endurance grind. You know what I mean? If I'm not mistaken, on the original Game Boy, it didn't save. So every time you turned off your Game Boy, you had to start back from the very, very beginning of the game, which is also super fucking annoying. For Donkey Kong, it was like every five levels it gave you the opportunity to save. So, like, you had to be able to beat those with however many lives you had. And, like, there was some sort of gambling mechanic where you could gamble for more lives. Uh, It's, yeah. What's great about these games is sort of like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's the developer is kind of like walking they're hand holding you through like here's a certain mechanic and then they just bring you straight to like a pit yeah. and kick you in i guess like i haven't played super meat boy i guess celeste would be like the closest one to that but we're getting really far away from that like that donkey kong uh one games from like i maybe you said this already apologies if so but like when was the first time you played that donkey kong game was it like way back when it came out 
Oh, it, it was in 94 when it came yeah. out. I like I, the only like video game access I had was to Game Boy. So like any of those games that came out that were like popular, I had. And like this one was just it really just struck a chord with me. And oh, man, there, there's something about like the puzzle games that I've always loved. But this was that plus Mario. So you can't go wrong. Right. Yeah. So like. I feel like anyone who played a lot of games when you were a kid or just had like a couple of games that you played when you were a kid, those would automatically make it onto your list. Like that's why Pokemon's on my list because I first played that. Oh, the nostalgic factor for yeah, sure. I first played that when I was like 10 years old and I that was like the first game I really loved and now it's something I can go back to anytime I'm in need of any kind of like warm nostalgia blanket or something. Yeah. Cool. So let's take a little break for a word from our sponsor. When we come back, it's time for number ones. Hey, everybody. Before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right. We're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones. We record super late at night for the for most of us, actually. And coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single origin coffee beans that are air roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties or sign up for their coffee of the month program for a curated caffeination experience we also have an exclusive deal for our listeners 20 percent off your first order using the promo code top three at checkout that's the promo code top three that's the number three in there at checkout 20 percent off your first order Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram. And check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. So my number one is going to sound weird because these games are stressful and challenging and would not seem to be in any way comforting, but my number one are the From Software, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and now Elden Ring uh, games. And the, these are games that like anytime I'm like, man, I had a hard day but I'm not like so stressed the fuck out that I can't like think or do anything. I always just think like, you know, I'll just start up a new Dark Souls character and play through the first couple levels. It'll take me, you know, an hour. I'll have a good time. And it's comforting in a way that like someone who doesn't love these games, it just sounds weird because they are difficult. But what I think it is, is that 
I know exactly how to play them and I know I know the games really well now. So I know exactly what is going to happen. And that's one like underrated thing about the Dark Souls games or Bloodborne or something like that is that they're extremely predictable once you know what's once you know what's there. The enemies react in the same way basically every time. The bosses all have the same, you know, attacks. Once you learn the attacks, they're not going to surprise you with something. You just kind of react to what they're doing. So they become comforting in a way because I know exactly what the game is doing. I know where the items are. I know where the ambushes are. I know how this enemy reacts. I know how this enemy reacts. And that becomes comforting when I go back to it. So that's my number one. And if I got to pick any game in the series, it's probably Dark Souls 1 uh, because it's a little bit easier for me. And uh, I just, I've played it more than some of the other ones. So that's my number one, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 1. I was obsessed with that game when it came out and I played it so much. And like, like you said, like after you've played it a few times, like the way the game is set up is like, everything is always the same. Yep. Like you know where all of the, like how the enemies are set up, it never changes. So like, once you understand that, you can just go through and just like experiment. Like, okay, can I do this with a broken sword? Can I do this with no sword? <laughs> can it's, I do it with a soup ladle? It's great. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like and the, when you first said the these games, I was like, how is any of this comforting at all? But that that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, and I'm like the complete opposite. I think if anything, this really speaks to like the kind of human being that Dave is. Like, I imagine. If Dave is your husband, like you are very happy with yourself. I imagine Hua is infinitely grateful that Dave is a very patient <laughs> human being. I, I, I think it takes a lot of patience to be able to learn on the fly, like learn while you're dying. I'm the opposite, dude. And this is the way I played Elden Ring. When I get to a challenge, I, I do not want to think. I don't want to learn boss patterns. I don't want to die 30 times just so I can because everybody's like oh you die so much but when you finally beat the boss it's so satisfying I'm like nah I don't get that like what I find satisfying is being able to run into a boss kill it in three hits and then move on with my life you know so I I get it, it's comforting to me because I think like it's like your favorite like genre of video games I think that's just it's like what you're into the most and that's what's comforting about it to you because there's literally nothing else about games like that that are comforting to me they are rage inducing on my end well all right so your situation's a little bit different because elden ring is the first one that you're playing i also i also don't like the you know i don't like dying against most of the bosses 10 to 20 times while i figure it out that's not why i'm there um the part that's comforting though is like after you've beaten it and when you go back and replay it that boss is exactly the same as it was the last time and it will react exactly the same as it did the last time. So that's why you have these people that like have made their whole, you know, Twitch streaming careers around these challenge runs in Dark Souls and Bloodborne and stuff like that because they are exactly the same every time you play them. They're extremely predictable. The first time you play it, you're, you know, struggling and dying a bunch cuz you don't know what's there. But then the next time you play it, you know exactly what's there. And I I find a lot of comfort in that i know exactly what the game is when i go back to it so that's why it's my number one um aaron what's your number one my number one and it's not my favorite sports game of all time but it is the second is my second favorite sports game of all time and that is going to be uh nba street volume two 
All right. Uh, I think anybody who's who's heard of this game or has played this game will 100% agree with me. This is almost as perfect of a basketball game as, as you can actually make. And uh, when, I, when I'm taking all factors into consideration for what I find comforting in the game, the nostalgia, the being able to turn my brain off and also being able to like hype myself up, you know, it's, it's a little it, it's kind of like, you know, like Super Smash Brothers a little bit. I know when I'm playing it, I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun because like I'm winning and I'm doing cool shit and it like it. It, it like everything you do in that game ends with an exclamation point. You know what I mean? Uh, so NBA street volume two, three on three street ball, all current NBA players, all of the legends. I, <laughs> I like, so my favorite part about the game is you can play as like players that I obviously had never seen play basketball before. And you can pick your own three uh, and you unlock other NBA players as you play. But I would roll out every single time, Jerry West, Larry bird <laughs> and Wilt Chamberlain, Right. I, I'm 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 raining threes, but I want somebody down low, right? So I I, I always used to play that game with my brother. Uh, this is a, another uh, kind of thing that goes into it, but like it was one of those games when you're like sitting around and you're bored and you don't know what to do and nothing sounds appealing. It's almost like you can go, well, you know, like we could go play NBA Street Volume Two because. We're probably going to play it for a little while. It's super duper fun. And uh, like I said, it, it, it's just an easy way to pass the time without any of the other like eccentricities that come with like trying to play a, a story based game or an RPG or something like that. Good old fashioned basketball, hitting three pointers, fucking dunking and putting your goddamn dick and ball sack in somebody's face. A really, really cool announcer. They took almost like that feel that NBA Jam had. Toned it down a little bit with the with the arcade feel and made it feel like a real like a real basketball game. Like the mechanics worked to this day. Like I I, I play the two K games and they're they're just they're just awful, dude. They're they're just they're just not fun. If you're playing a, a sporting video game, there should be like an aspect to it that wouldn't that that doesn't make sense within the realm of like the real game. So NBA Street, I can jump thirty feet in the air and bang mm-hmm. it on somebody, dude. You know what I mean? So I'll chill, but NBA Street Volume 2, most comforting game, best basketball game ever made, probably the best sports game ever made. I I just love that shit. I totally agree. 2K went so far in the like direction of like we want this to be the most realistic <sighs> experience possible uh, that it stopped being fun. It, it stopped being realistic. Legit, well, and I mean, that's the thing. Like basketball is too complex for like computer ai to like play a basketball game yes and like defend it in realistic ways and like stuff like that it's too complex for the way ai is but they're still trying that's what they're trying to do they're trying to make the most realistic thing they can and it stopped in my opinion it stopped being fun back in I don't know, 2012 or 2013 or something like that dave this is why we're best friends bloodbath you lose you bastards (laughs) hell yeah I told you to come watch the Pelicans. Question, game. Aaron. What's up? Could you play a team of uh, three Scotty? Yeah, three Pippins? Michael Jordans for sure. Well, it was really cool. I, I don't remember uh, Scotty Pippen being in the game, but every single character had their. I'm own. not interested. <laughs> 
Every character had their I'm own out. Skin. I'm done. No, Sorry. No, no, no. Hey, you, you could create a character. I'm just lying, audience. I just really want Corey to go and download this game. Uh, but yeah, you could you could pick a character and run them in three different skins. My my most annoying lineup was always three Jerry Wests. Because like <laughs> it had like a because like all I would do is shoot three pointers <laughs> all fucking game. I'm super duper little. Jerry West couldn't dunk, but he could do like some little like moves and the 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 game the controls responded well enough like like a real like when i'm playing 2k and i do like a pump fake and like somebody just they they like hobble over to you and they like kind of put their hand in your face when you pump fake somebody in nba street volume 2 they would jump 25 feet over your character <laughs> to the other side of the court and it, yeah like i said i you know i, I don't want to talk a whole lot about it because you know it's it's just a basketball game but it's the best basketball game ever made basketball has always been something that's been like extremely like therapeutic to me like i, I think it's a beautiful game and when i see like a representation of it uh done as well as what they did in nba street volume 2 like i immediately latch on to it played a lot of ps2 a lot of rpgs a lot of really cool shit the game i put the most amount of time into was nba street volume 2 and it's also another one of those games where you can play it multiplayer uh with somebody on your team and it makes it 140 times more fun just to pump fake and fucking do a behind the back alley from jerry west to goddamn baron davis or some shit you know but yeah that, that that's what it is basketball has always kind of been like to me like the perfect game and and the representation that uh, nba street volume 2 did with it is like it's it's unheralded at least in like to me, yeah, it was like a uh, sports game in general. Yeah, I remember playing that game a ton over at your house, like back in the day, um, on like the GameCube or something like that. Maybe yeah. it was the PS2. I don't it, know, but, it was on yeah, both. Good times. Like... Cool. Uh, Alan, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is another star wars game uh star wars angry birds 2 <laughs> is my number this has one been mentioned before on the podcast <laughs> so and it's it's for a similar reason as uh as my crosswords pick right so these are these are ones that you can do 15 minutes you're taking you know you're just sitting down having a break Maybe you're having, maybe you are having a hard day and you're just laying on the couch. Well, you can sit there with your phone in your hand and you can kill these little stormtrooper piggies um, and Darth Vader piggies and Imperial Death Star officer piggies uh, with all these funny little bird style Star Wars characters. Um, and there's just something, I guess. A combination of nostalgia as well, because there's something comforting about Star Wars to me. Um, you know, probably to most people our age, I think. Um, and then, you know, just that was what I did when I would have a cigarette in between classes or on my my break at work. And so that was my time where I would just kind of, you know unwind for 15 minutes and it's uh it was the perfect filler for that so and they actually they took it off of the app store so it's too late to go out and download it you already lost um but i have it on two phones how could you talk this with <laughs> you sell it? Alan, you how sell would you bring phone? this up if we can't play it <laughs> he's like but i have it so you know yeah. 
But I have to suck I have my two, dick. Everybody. Two phones, everybody. Two phones. <laughs> Alan's got the he's got the Angry Birds Star Wars phone, and then he's got his real phone, <laughs> and he keeps them both clipped to his belt with like. <laughs> I I like to imagine that he just keeps it handcuffed yeah, to his arm. I like to imagine he wears it as a necklace. Uh, that the that the Angry Birds <laughs> phone is like a much more modern phone than his. Actually, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my uh, iPhone two XE. I my real phone's like still a flip phone. I don't really care about all that. But my Angry Birds phone is top of the line. People don't talk to me. I don't need anything more than a flip phone. You it's because you wear I mean, a necklace, so, man. That's why. I wear, it's because I, I wear my Angry Bird necklace everywhere. Yeah. I, I do think that, <laughs> like, if we're going to, like, you know, to, to even, like, you know, to take away the specificity of that. But, like, Angry Birds is, like, one of the biggest video games, like, that's come out in, like, the last 20 years. Like, that shit skyrocketed in popularity. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm still completely on board with the, hey, there's something comforting about being able to, you know, spend time smoking a cigarette or spend time waiting for a bus, being able to just, like, plop this shit open, fuck with it for a couple of minutes, and then go. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to me like Alan only plays games on his phone. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I will say there's something super comforting about just like attacking stormtroopers. I mean, there's nothing you can do to a stormtrooper and feel bad. So, like, <laughs> that's always great. Killing piggies. <laughs> Killing piggies, man. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of like what Angry Birds to me fills that same role that like, Picross did when I did my number three or like uh, crosswords or something like that. Like you, you need to use your brain a little bit to do it, but like these are not mentally taxing games. They're designed in a way that like literally anyone who knows how to use a phone can pick up Angry Birds and play it. So there is comfort in that for sure. Like you don't, it's not like, you know, I think phones are good for that too. Cause like I tried to play some more, demanding games on my phone and i just find myself in a different mindset when i'm using my phone like i tried to play chrono trigger on my phone because it's on the app store and i just can't concentrate when i'm using my phone uh so like when you have a game like angry birds or picross or crossword puzzles or uh whatever the fuck other you know candy crush or whatever like that there's definite comfort in that too because they're they're going for like engagement but like not you you don't have to like super concentrate on those games. No, you're exactly right. It's it's like not it's not no effort, but it's minimal effort. You don't even yeah. have to raise your head <laughs> off the couch if you don't want to. Yes, min- minimal <laughs> effort. Just like Alan puts into video game top. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's give Alan some credit here. Just okay, like right. Alan puts into all the top three topics that don't invi- involve like food. Yeah, I was gonna say all the top three topics that don't involve like collard green egg rolls. Oh my god, I love I love you so much, Alan. Bloodbath. Yeah, you're number three. All right, Bloodbath. What's your number one? All right. So I thought long and hard about this, and I feel like everyone is expecting my number one to be. Donkey Kong Country, because in a lot of ways it probably is. It's it's pure nostalgia, and what is comfort but nostalgia? But I thought about it a little bit, and I feel like the way I engage in that game is very different than 
the spirit of the topic. So I thought a little bit more, and I was like, I feel like I want a game that I go to when I need some comforting that's not not necessarily challenging, but still offers some uh, excitement about the gameplay. Still offers some, you know, I can pick it up and I can play it, and I can play it a a little differently every time. I can, you know, play it, you know, methodically. I can play it a little bit more, like, casually. I can, you know, run through it real quick. I can, you know, it can be chaotic. It can be fun. It can be, um, I can change the difficulty level based on how I decide to play the game that time. So I think for a game that kind of fits a lot of those criteria, um, the mechanics work in a way that I feel like I can easily play it, but still, you know, feel like there's a way to, you know, the gameplay can be a little bit more dynamic. Um, and to me, that is Goldeneye. Um, oh, yeah, nice. nice. Um, I think that uh, for a first-person shooter that, you know, obviously Goldeneye is kind of the granddaddy of, uh, you know, putting the first-person shooter on the map. And um, I feel like, you know, most everyone who grew up with that game has most likely beaten it um, to the point where they can uh, all the levels are unlocked so you know you can just jump in at any point in the game any level you want um, and just you know you can run through and just you know annihilate people you don't have to follow the objectives you can just fuck around you can you can play it on a different difficulty you can try and speed run you can f- try and play it with just you know slappers or proximity mines or or whatever i mean you know there's so many different variations and you know like i had said earlier you know i feel like a lot of people would really pick you know a game like gta 5 for the sandbox appeal but also just you know when you have that you know just have a shitty fucking day and you know a shitty week and a shitty month and you know you want to get on there and just you know wreak some fucking chaos on uh, the virtual people. people with a fucking hammer but yeah dude the hammers um <laughs> but i feel like even like i said earlier even for that for that game there is like an you know it, if you play it for if you play it that way for more than a few minutes like it sort of it really kind of feels like it loses steam and i feel like you know, if you were to go and pick up goldeneye today and again you can you know dave or anybody else can argue about how the game has aged well and the mechanics and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not going, I'm not even going down that road. I'm just simply saying you can pick it up and you can, you can engage with it on a deeper level. And I think you can just like mowing people down with, you know, a machine gun. Um, so that's why I think that it, it, it straddles that line really well. And I think that it makes it a lot more of a dynamic and enjoyable game when you're, you know, in need of a little bit of a release. So, um, yeah, Goldeneye. 64. I took comfort in making my friends play golden gun mode and knowing where the golden gun was on every map. <laughs> it gave me a lot of comfort knowing if they got any, that yeah, doesn't surprise it, it me. gave me a lot of comfort knowing that anytime they got anywhere close to me, I could shoot them one time. Now the bad thing is, is I'm very bad at shooting him. So it would take me two or three shots, but once I got him, <laughs> once I got him, you know what I mean? Like it's all fine. You know, just, I knew where all the body armor was. And get a couple RCP ninety shots into me. I feel like that would be the same response Aaron would give if he were like in like a real battle and like if he were drafting the wars. Like once I got him, it was fine. Once I shot him, 
It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was the, night, the night terrors are still here, but <laughs> so am I. Rare has made some of my favorite games of all time. It's they're just I'm they did Perfect Dark, which is yeah. another game that I love that is like yep. takes a lot of those same mechanics. I'm pretty sure they're behind some of the or at least like the people that worked and then made these games were a part of a. Uh, the team that made Time Splitters, like it, they're just uh, so Time much Splitters fun. Two is so good. They made Donkey Kong games. You know what I mean? Like they, they really do do a good job. God damn, Time Splitters Two. Speaking of the Golden Gun and Time Splitters Two, I would play as the monkey, and me and Corey used to play all the time. And Corey would be like, "You have to stop picking the monkey. It's not fair." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I, I can't." It's not I'm sorry. fair. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. The monkey is like knee yeah, high. Aaron, Aaron does not give a shit what is fair and what's not fair. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of the mo- or the noise the monkey made when I picked him. Hey. It's a free country, and Aaron can be a monkey, right, buddy? Plan I'm number one. Yeah, yeah, uh, all right, Blood Beth, All right, you're back above Alan. You're back above Alan. Uh, oh, you, yeah. All right, Alan's sad. You're, ba- you're, you're, ba- you're back beneath Alan again. I can't. I can't stand Alan. Alan doesn't even have a soul. Golden Eyes agree. Bloodbath, you're verging on Corey territory now. I'm gonna need you to, need you to chill out. No, Jeff, though, Corey, for real, yeah. I made your props to mention Perfect Dark. I don't ever hear anybody talk about the game. I love it so much. Perfect Dark was... I lo- I had that game in college and lost the fucking uh, cartridge, and I was so disappointed because it was one of my favorite games. Did no one else think that Perfect Dark was just like a reskid of Goldeneye? I mean, there, it, there, it there are differences. Basically, like, they improved on stuff. It's the same team. They took that idea... They made an original story and they tried to like make things a little bit better here and there, but it's basically the same. It thing. is cleaner and has blood like the controls and aiming and all that are cleaner. Uh, the weapons are cooler in Goldeneye, though, for sure. Oh, hard. Mm. Golden yeah. gun. They, uh, they're trying to remake Perfect Dark right now or like a new game in the series, but um, people keep quitting. And so that project is in like real trouble. So I mean, people are talking about it. It was now not made by that. the same people that did the original. I'm not interested. I, there was a Perfect Bark two. There was a Game Boy game, and I played those. And it's it's the same sort of like story, which is something, but it doesn't have the same feel that made the first one awesome. Yeah, I never played the first one. I was all about Goldeneye back in the day. I love to the Goldeneye. Point- to the point where, like, when people were like, hey, you should try Perfect Dark, I was like, fuck you. I'm going to play Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, we were I, I, was, I was so much fun. Yeah, that's how I was when I was 13 years old. <laughs> like, uh, the yeah. more you played that game, it was it was so much fun. The way they put it together, the more you played it, um, the more stuff you got. You got more levels, and then you got you unlocked all the cheat codes for doing fast runs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh. The cheats were very fun. Awesome. DK mode, yeah, baby. Yes, sir. All right. So, Corey, what is your number one comfort game? Oh, man. My number one. So, my number one is probably the first game that I was just, like, completely obsessed with as a kid. Uh, And I've gone back, and every few years I've downloaded and tried to make it work on whatever computer I could find. And I've gone through and just played all the levels. Uh, My number one is Populous The Beginning. It is the third game in a series of, uh, of populist games. I've never played the first two, and I never will. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. 
Populous is a it's a real time strategy game where you've got like your little tribe of people uh, and you're basically trying to conquer all the planets in the solar system to make your main person a deity. And it's super fun. It's every every world that you play on, like every level is a new world and it's this perfect sphere. So like it literally is a world like it, it's you can kind of rotate around and it's perfect sphere. You can find where your enemies are and you can go and like build boats to go attack them. You can build warriors. You can build like fire warriors that will shoot at people. You can build units that will go try to convert theirs. But the main thing that makes it so much fun is that your main unit learns all these spells that can cast and the spells can like interact with the world. So like you could make land bridges to collect or to uh, connect to pieces of land so you can send your army over that or you can go over to their like village and you can sink it into the ocean or as you get more powerful magic you can like cause a volcano to go off and just destroy their entire land it's just uh it's great i was completely obsessed with this game as a kid it was like the first real-time strategy game that i really got into and oh man the people are still obsessed with this game to the point of they're trying to like take it and like update it enough so it'll work on modern systems and even like try to update like the resolution so it doesn't look like a tiny box and people are even still making like new levels for this game to play uh even like two months ago I, i'm on a reddit for this game and someone posted about like some level that, that people had made and i just went in to go play it and it was hard as fuck but it's it's this insane nostalgia trip, trip of being able to go back and play this game nice yeah i just looked at that it came out in 1998 yeah it's an old one but like it's Oh, man, it, this is probably like why I love real-time strategy games still to this day is because of this game. Yeah, I never uh, I never played Populous. I did play um, a couple different uh, civilization games. They're pretty much in the same vein, right? Except it sounds like you can use magic. Similar. Civilization isn't like a real-time strategy game. It's like you get turns, and this is just, there's, there are no turns. It just goes. But I love Civ games too. That's another thing that like definitely would be like an honorable mention for me is just the Civ games because they they're addictive. You, you start playing it and all of a sudden it's like a month later and you're like, where did my life? No, go? that's interesting, man. I, I didn't know that about you. I've I've never really been into any like real time strategy games, and if Civilization doesn't count, then I then I definitely haven't. But that's definitely like a huge. I mean, like what? It, Do you ever play like Red yeah, Alert or I anything like Red that? Red Alert Two on my old computer. That I think would be like yeah, the closest so like that. thing that I ever played to it. Yeah, that's cool. But instead, it's like you're using magic and you're interacting with the environment. That does sound dope as fuck, honestly. Yeah, it's just a really early game that would just like let you interact with the environment, which was just not common at all until much later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I never got into real time strategy games. Like I never played any of them growing. I feel like. I don't know. I, f I feel like I missed a like crucial stage in like figuring out what kind of games I like where I didn't play Civ or Age of Empires or or Starcraft or anything like that ever. It's, I just like watched Alan play a few times, but other than that I didn't I didn't play any of that. So now the prospect of learning how to do that is just like I'm like no, I'll just play other stuff. Daunting <laughs> for sure. Too yeah. late now. I love real time. So you strategy. saw Alan play it, and you were just like out. <laughs> yeah. I was that bad. No, I I still play <laughs> real time strategy games. I um I thought about putting uh the Total War series on my list. Um, I don't know if you guys have played that. It's like a. It's like a historical. You pick a faction and uh, go to world domination, and so you oh, just yeah. take. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and so you just, you build your faction and use diplomacy and 
um, March. No one uses diplomacy. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe one turn. No, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. But I think that I I don't I try not to play them anymore because what you said is true. You will lose like weeks of time. Um, you get lost in those games. So, but mm-hmm. oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Civ in particular is one of those like classic like no i'll just play one more round and then i'll go to bed just like that stardew valley thing i was talking about and then you know it's five in the morning your family's left you you know that's how it goes desolate (laughs) broken yeah (laughs) you've been peeing on yourself the whole time you just can't stop crying (laughs) all right cool let's uh let's get into honorable mentions and honorable mentions lightning round style my honorable mention is a just rotating group of sports games so like sports games in general are my honorable mention because i don't really need to you know again i don't need to emotionally engage in super mega baseball 3 that's my current pick by the way like sometimes when i'm feeling too stressed out to do a lot of other games that i like i will start a new season on super mega baseball and I'll name all the players after friends and family and stuff like that. And then just have a good time playing that. So that's my current one, but you know, also rocket league and this game called, uh, what's that called? That football game, Aaron on the phone, retro bowl, I think it's really good. And so like, yeah, I guess I will narrow it down and say like arcade style sports games. That's my honorable mention. Aaron, how about you? So, uh, Pokemon Snap—that's my honorable mention. Uh, when I when I initially came up with this list, Pokemon Snap was the very first game that popped into my mind. Uh, not really a whole lot to it. You sit in a, a moving cart. You take pictures of Pokemon in their natural environment. It's meditative. It's therapeutic. You can shut your brain off. And one of the really cool things about it, it was one of the video games that uh, I played that my mom also played with me, aside from Cruise in USA, which she had like a weird fascination with. Um, <laughs> like like she played it at Walmart one time and found out it was on a Nintendo 64 and she went and bought it for herself. It was really weird. Uh, but yeah, you really want to just shut your brain off. Uh, it's, it's just a game where you're taking pictures in a really pretty environment. And I, I'm a big, big fan. Uh, Could have been my number one, but I, I slid it down after a bit so pokemon snap people say the new one's real good i i know that my uh, roommate has it i just haven't had a, a chance to fuck with it but i've heard nothing but oh it's pretty much the same thing but like you know with like better graphics and more things to do so i'm i'm about that sweet alan how about you uh my honorable mention is heart um I like playing hard, like card game, hearts. hard game. Yeah, I mean, it's an app, but yeah, no, I like playing hearts. Apps count. count. All right, it's on. It's on a video screen. You know. Yeah, I thought about putting. Uh, I thought about putting just like a generic online euchre on my list. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, why not? Cool. Uh, Bloodbath. How about you? <laughs> um. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Um, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's always one that's uh, fun to revisit and um, yeah, uh, nostalgic and uh, um, comforting and and just again like a nice balance of uh, uh, the 
the effort you had to put in versus the reward and um and not being you know too not too much heavy lifting um and then I'd also throw on there um um oh shit I forgot what I was gonna say uh GTA five I'll throw on there Red Dead Redemption um oh and uh the Marvel Spider Man for the PS4 that came out a couple years ago that's fun to always just that's pick up and one. play yeah. Yeah, just pick up and swing around. Yep. All right, and Corey, how about you, dude? Honorable mention. Uh, I've got a bunch of classics that I love and will always go back to. Kirby's Dreamland 3, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, uh, Mega Man X, uh, and also Pilot Wing 64 was just a really relaxing game to play. Like, there was some challenge to it, but you could just, like, pick any of the flying suits or helicopters or whatever they were. Just go, go fly. It was fun. Nice. All right, so let's get into our listener top threes. And again, we had lots and lots of listener top threes. If you would like to participate in a future episode, keep your eyes on our social media pages when we put out the topics. And you can join our Discord, which is the easiest way to connect with us, chat with us, and also submit your top threes to be included in the show. So I will get us started with Chris N. Number three, Super Mario World. Number two, Mega Man X. Number one, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And honorable mention, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, and once to specify, would prefer after the Roxas stuff. I don't know what the Roxas, I don't know what the fuck that's means. <laughs> it's I'm a character. You, Get him, Dave. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you, Chris. That's crazy. I just that... never had, never played Kingdom Hearts. The first one's awesome. I think it's very funny that Corey and Chris both said Mega Man, and to me, those are like the most infuriatingly hard games in the entire Same. world. Yeah. Once you know uh, it, it's great, Aaron. Come over. I, you'll see. I, I, I feel like we, I've went over the fact that I don't like to learn. I just like to destroy. All right, next up we have Andrew. Uh, number three, Bloodborne. Number two, Witcher 3. And number one, the PS4 Spider-Man game. I forgot to write down, we always do... Uh, podcast shout outs for people andrew is a part of the friendly neighborhood gamers or your friendly neighborhood gamers podcast so good stuff give it a listen uh next up is jake whose number three is dynasty warriors currently eight extreme legends version number two is dark souls three with mods will probably end up replaced by elden ring but that's still too new to be a comfort game I get that. Number one, Star Wars The Old Republic. I liked Dynasty Warriors. I thought those games were fun. Yeah, they were cool. I was just going to say, that is an excellent comfort game. You literally mm-hmm. just turn your brain off, smash that attack button, and just slaughter Action thousands slash. of people. <laughs> yeah. All right, next we have Ashley. Number three, Resident Evil. Number two, Call of Duty Zombies. Number one, Skyrim. And and I got to be honest with you, like I was 100% convinced one of us would have said Skyrim. To me, that's also one of the, that, that made my short list of honorable mentions too. That's just a turn your brain off, go kill some spiders, you know, craft some magic weapons type shit. So it, it, I just feel like it's weird. It took so long to uh, talk about it. I considered it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of, Skyrim. Like, I, I never want to play Skyrim again. Same, yeah, I'm same done with though. it. On, on, I've honestly, gone back same. a lot, but I've had come, enough. Come, yeah, come, come out, come, yeah. come out with something else, dude. Like it's been years. 
it's been almost 10 years, hasn't it? I think it's been over 10 years. Oh, God. Yeah, 2000, maybe 2011 or 2012. Well, also let's see Resident a new game. Evil. Resident Evil. Nothing I'm about that to... says comfort to me. That says, well, that's what I'm I will not be sleeping ever <laughs> again. I love the game. They're but... made to make oh, you uncomfortable. If you're a human being who has Resident Evil, like a Should we be game? concerned? <laughs> Call Duty Zombies Skyrim. Yeah, no. What's Ashley? Who hurt you? Death. <laughs> she deals in death. <laughs> All right. Uh, Andrea has Mario Kart 64, classic. We Heart Katamari and Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is a good pick. That is a definite get lost in type game. Andrea, 50,000 points to you because Katamari games are so relaxing are very and, cool. and, yep. and goofy. I love Katamari. I've only seen people play that game, but it looks super relaxing. Yeah, you just you get a big ball and everything the ball touches uh, that's smaller than the ball sticks to it and the ball gets bigger and you pick up bigger things and you got this weird space god dude talking to you. It's, just uh, like real it's life. Weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next up, we have Hannah. Hannah's number three is Link's Awakening. Number two, any of the Mario and Luigi series games. And number one, uh, similarly, Paper Mario. I love Link's Awakening. How did I, I have that on so any much. of my like lists? I, I, you know, that was my like. If I'm gonna pick a Zelda game, that's gonna be the one. Uh, next up, we have Jeff. Number three, Animal Crossing. Number two, Minecraft, but modded. And number one is Morrowind. All good picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Keith from the Main Quest podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcast. But probably <laughs> you'd have to ask Dave. Um, Killed it. No, that's that's how podcasts work. Good job, Alan. Killed it. Uh, number three, Super Metroid. Number two, any Final Fantasy except Final Fantasy X because fuck Final Fantasy X. Uh, What's wrong with Final Fantasy X? I'm coming. (laughs) I don't know. So much hate. Keith's just mad that Final Fantasy X is the best one. It's the only one I ever owned. (laughs) He's a fucking FF7 purist. Don't listen to him. And number one, Mega Man X. Yeah. Again, again with this. I mean, I I get it. Mega Man X is for some people the exact the exact reason that I described why Dark Souls is comforting to me. I yeah, get it. it's it's this it's everything is always going to be exactly the same. You know how to play through the game once you've done it a few times. It and it's just it's such well crafted game. It's so good. Bloodbath. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Ryan from the List Off podcast. You cannot find this podcast anywhere. It is a secret podcast, <laughs> unavailable to the public. Invite only. Um, number three, Breath of the Wild. Number two, Final Fantasy Un. And number one, Super Mario Brothers Trey. <laughs> Damn, you had you you had you were like right in the best friend spot, dude. That you said un, and I'm like, can't <laughs> <"Get, laughs> attach myself to this guy. 
Some of my friends found in like an old Game Boy cartridge of Final Fantasy One before any of us knew what we like what an RPG was, and we were just trying to play it, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with the menus, choosing stuff. You're trying to fight skeletons, and your whole party gets wiped, and it's just did not get it. Didn't understand what it was until many years later. I loved that game though, for real. That was a really, really good game. All right, uh, Tom has Elite Dangerous. Specifically, mining or exploring the black and losing hours charging the friendship drive, which I don't know what that is. Kind of curious, though. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Number two, Euro Truck Sim. Uh, with a steering wheel, it gets a physical aspect of repetitive actions, intricate gear shift, check mirror. <laughs> Throw your favorite music on and own out. Okay. <laughs> and his number one is Superflight. Ultimate chill, chill out, brain out. Ooh. <laughs> it, yeah, ultimate chill out, brain out of uh, body sort of game with the almost meditative hypnotic sound design. Hell yeah, Corey. I'm a, I'm real jealous. Like I want to play those truck simulator games so bad. Enjoy and like, them. Uh, yeah. Those other games like uh, like lawnmower simulator and especially <laughs> power wash power simulator. simulator yes i really want to play like power i wash really want to play that is that a real thing yeah virtual it reality is. now too bro like you cannot escape it but you my can, computer can't run any of those games and i'm very sad about it you can borrow my power washer it's not the same dude i don't want to get wet <laughs> <laughs> okay I almost did Aaron's Chris Rock impression from 15 years ago, but I'm not going to. Do it! Uh, next up, we have Jess J. Jess J's number three is Mario Odyssey. Number two, any Pokemon game. Props, fist pump, Jess. And number one, Animal Crossing. Me, me and Corey played through the entirety of Mario Odyssey together, and that was one of my favorite video game experiences. It was uh, uh, next- not Odyssey, but the ones before it, Galaxy. Galaxy, that's Galaxy. right, that's right. Odyssey was the last Odyssey one was game, new, right? yeah. Yeah, the yeah. one on Switch. Yeah, that game sucked. All right, next up we have... <laughs> <laughs> it did! Next up we have no, Grindle. Great. No, that game did not suck. We're not just going to like let you move <laughs> no. on from that. I mean, you will, though. Thing. <laughs> no, that game, that yeah. game was terrible. All right, next up we have Grindle. Uh, good friend, Sean. Uh, number three, any Madden game. Number two, any GTA game. And number one, Crash Bandicoot, even though it's stressful. All good picks. Alan, this is oh, you. It's me. <laughs> oh, next up. Next, we are not on top of it tonight. We're, we're not used to having this many responses, man. <laughs> That's all. Next up is Sarah Bush, friend of the show and host of I forget what the podcast is called. You're going to have to help me here, guys. <laughs> Good job, You're Alan. doing so well. <laughs> something, about, something about moms. They watch movies. And, what would uh, mom and do? What, what would, would mom, mom do? do? Yeah, they, they critique uh, movies with moms in them. It's great That's... stuff. Check it out. <laughs> podcast. You can find them places. Uh, number three <laughs> is... Number three is Duck Hunt, which is actually a really excellent choice. Uh, number two is Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, also, I, I guess a pretty good choice. Number one, Donkey Kong Country. Sarah, uh, how do we I, keep I, doing I this, bro? <laughs> Super Mario 3. Same, I think the same spot, too, right? I think so. I don't know. Good job, Sarah. You guys should bang. All right, who's next? 
Uh, that's uh, me. Uh, next up is Tim. Oh my god. Number three is Sudoku. Number two is Solitaire. And number one is Minecraft. Tim, congratulations. You have lost. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Tony. Uh, and Tony has Binding of Isaac as his number three. I get it, but man, that's a stressful game. Uh, number two is Terraria. Hell yeah. And number one is Divinity Original Sin 2. Also a hell yeah. Tony has the best list to me so far. That's a great Divinity list of Original games. Sin 2 fucking rules. That, yeah, game's that game's so, so awesome. Next up, we have Taylor. Taylor's number three is Link's Awakening. Number two, The Binding of Isaac. And number one, Red Dead Redemption. Good game. Good game. Next up, we have Carl. Uh, happy birthday, by the way, Carl. Uh, number three. Hey, Carl. Hey, Carl. Carl happy birthday. Not anymore. It's midnight. All right. So number three, we have Mario Kart 64. Easy clap in parentheses. Number two, <laughs> Pokemon Yellow. And number one, Bubble Bobble. I love Pokemon Yellow. I love it, too. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> hold, hold on a second. If you look at the list for number three on Dell, I wrote Dell for number three. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 uh, just make it up, Alan. Just, Alan, make it. Number make three it is a uh, number three. Number three is Ark. Oh, Ark. that's right. That's right. That's oh, right. Oh, I was gonna say he was like playing with himself or something. Number three. <laughs> so next up is Dell, whose number three is Ark. Uh, number two is Hades, and number one is any Pokemon game. Ark is so fucking good. Ark is one of my favorite all-time games. Dude, I've uh, never played with, it. I, I do not actually. know what it is. Like, Hades is amazing. Do you like build a boat and collect animals? or? It, it, yeah, it, so it's, it's, it's basically like a, uh, it's another sandboxy type game where you are, you start off as like a caveman with no resources and you eventually, you're dropped on this island with a bunch of dinosaurs and prehistoric life <laughs> and you eventually evolve from like using sticks and wooden huts all the way up to like using guns and 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 flying around, but at the same time you're tight you're taming all the different dinosaurs to like work for you and do stuff. Arc wow. is wild. Arc is a so wild, you, and it's like you can play like fifty people on the same server, yeah. so you can just like play against each other or you know commute. I'm not going to go on, but Arc is fucking great. Like Arc so, is a really 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 good game. So the scope of time that it covers runs from caveman to mastering aviation correct huh? <laughs> that <laughs> yes the leap that's a long it's game cool. man it's cool trying to kill a t-rex with like a pointed stick sucks but when you have a cannon it's very fun when you have a cannon strapped to the back of a tyrannosaurus it's even more fun all right now you're speaking my language yes sir <laughs> uh dude no joke like i know arc's been out for a little while but um like Everybody at both stores is are is, like that's what they're doing right now. Everyone is playing that right now. Like, because I know the game came out a few years ago and it was like big for a minute, but like, dude, like legit, that's what everyone's onto right now. It's such a good game. Um. All right, and to finish it up, we have Jim. Number three, Mario Party. Number two, Mario Kart. Number one, Super Smash Brothers featuring Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah nintendo man like king of comfort games yeah uh, for real Corey, who's the winner man who, who won our yeah, uh, everyone wins today oh Corey, 
not a let's say not Grindel. Let's just say let's <laughs> everyone, just say, but everyone wins <laughs> but Sean. Yeah, sucks. Sucks, Sean. Maybe you should listen. More. Fair enough. That's the uh, that's the rules. Yeah, I was gonna say, does Sean even listen? Does he know that he does he know that he lost? I'll text him later. As long as he knows. Okay, good. good man. <laughs> cool. So that is all of our listener responses for this episode. Again, thank you everybody who wrote in. And if you would like to be a part of future episodes, one more time, the way to do that is to follow us on social media, which you'll find Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook links down in the show notes. The other way is to join the Discord server for a top three podcast by following, again, the link in the show notes. Uh, we would love to have you. We're chatting about all kinds of stuff, including uh, lots of video games, because as it so happens, and I always forget to promote this, I do another podcast called Tales from the Backlog that is about video games. And each episode is about one game in particular, looking at it in depth uh, with no spoilers for most of the episode. Aaron has been a guest on several episodes. Alan will be a guest on an episode coming out in the near future. And uh, Bloodbath hates video games. Bloodbath only likes <laughs> games that I don't like. So. Yeah. It's all no, hammer just kidding. stuff. We'll get, Bloodbath, we'll get Bloodbath on there soon. So if you want to talk video games, in the Discord server, there is a lot of uh, video game chat going on all the time. So feel free to come join. And please give Tales from the Backlog a listen if you are interested in games. So... Thank you, everybody, for listening. Corey, thanks for coming on the show, dude. This has been thanks a good time. Thanks for having time. me. This has been a great one. Aaron, you got anything to say? So uh, I love you, Corey, and I've hidden that love for a very, very long time. But hearing your voice brought some comfort to my life. Bloodbath, you're dead last on the friend list. No! <laughs> Aaron, I just want you to know that the love is not returned. <laughs> yeah. excellent, excellent, excellent just the way i like it very good now good All talking right, to you so, Corey. man thanks for coming on bro for real yeah good for real thanks for having me this was a lot of fun yeah so thanks everybody for listening again check the show notes uh leave us a rating and review if you're enjoying the show that's very helpful and would be uh swell i say and yeah see you next time thanks everyone bye bye guys that a wrap that a wrap, Corey.